Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This community is all about empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals so you can live your next level life. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and success coach dedicated to changing women's lives worldwide in the work that I do. On this podcast, you can expect interviews with leading experts in the fields of personal development, business and career success, mindset, spirituality, well-being, and so much more, along with insights and behind-the-scenes access to my own story and the techniques and tools I use with my private clients, so you can level up in every area of your life. If you're ready to create and manifest your vision and watch your goals become your reality, then you're in the right place. So if you're ready, let's dive in. This week's guest is Vix Meldrew. Vix is an online educator and founder of Grow and Glow. She is an expert in helping you create content, cultivate a community and build your business online and her her community and her membership, Grow and Glow, is designed to help you create content that grows your community and ultimately attracts your dream clients and customers to engage with you, to connect with you and to buy from you. Vix is like my IG queen. If anything is happening with Instagram, whether it's an update, a rumor, um, algorithm, BS, I always head straight to Vix's account because she breaks it down. She takes out the BS. Um, she keeps it real, and she keeps it very accessible and very applicable to your business. I think Vix is all about empowering you with focusing on what you can control when it comes to online marketing. I see a lot of talk on Instagram especially that is very disempowering, very focused on algorithms and feeling frustrated that you're not getting enough views or engagement or all these other metrics that we tend to focus on um Vix is very much about like taking a step back and ultimately focusing on creating great content for your community and having that connection and that um why behind what you're doing so that you get the result anyway but you feel a lot better on the road to that to getting there so that's what I really feel you get with Vix and which is the reason I wanted to have her on. And we have a really great conversation today about the challenges that we have both faced when it comes to the behind the scenes, like scaling a business. So scaling a recurring revenue model like a membership So if any of you have a membership or a subscription or have a desire to have one, we have a really honest conversation on um, retention, on growth, on strategy, on taking brutal feedback from your community to improve the experience. Uh, We also talk about finances, team, like work-life balance, other aspects of growing a business that you don't all you don't always get to see the big picture of on Instagram stories in a, a few 15 second clips each day so really great honest chat um very open very you know like I said no BS straight to the point but I would expect nothing less from Vix <laughs> and I know you're gonna love her you're gonna love this conversation stay tuned and if you're listening the week the episode goes live then I just want to remind you that the create your vision challenge is still open for sign-ups 
So you can head to the show notes to make sure you get in, get your space reserved and we cannot wait to see you inside. You're going to learn how to create and manifest your vision in life and in business in 2022 and beyond. So I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast. I am really excited to have this conversation this week with our guest, Vix Meldrew. Say hello. Yay. Hello, everyone. And I know you've just recently returned to officially Vix Meldrew on social media as well. So that felt like a coming out moment when I said that then. Uh, do you know I'd never escaped it because everybody still addressed me as Vix Meldrew and all of my emails were Vix Meldrew and messages were Vix Meldrew so it actually hasn't felt like too much of a departure and then a return it's just been like yeah it hasn't felt like as big a deal as I was probably making it out to be in my head (laughs) yeah I totally get that um for context anyone listening Vix is like branding for a while changed to grow with Vix and she's just recently changed it back to Vix Meldrew. Yeah. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of content creation, right? And online yeah, branding. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was just, I've had one of those years, I don't know about anybody else, where 2020, whilst it had its hard moments for business-wise, things were just on the kind of like up and up. And then 2021, it changed, you know, the new, 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 new normal. It kind of sent me out on a bit of a spin and it was having like the existential crisis of where do I want to be in a year where do I want to be in five years and I just started making all of these like decisions based on ah everything's changed like pivot switch change um and towards the end of 2021 the end of this year I started to be like okay we can calm down now we can see where we're going now (laughs) we can make more sensible decisions so yeah 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 do you think 2021 has been harder because I do yeah I for me it has because 2020 2020 my lifestyle I loved it in that I because I'm a natural introvert anyway I wasn't feeling the pressure to go out and do things and go out and be places Uh, I felt very comfortable at home my husband was at home the dog's at home we live in the countryside we have all these beautiful walks and fresh air I felt like everyone was banding together as communities, whether it was where we live or online and everyone just wanted to help each other out and and small businesses supporting small businesses and all of that kind of lovely banding and rallying together that we've had. And then I think 2021 has affected people in so many different ways in that for some people, it's been great to get back out in the world and it's been so freeing and so Uh, useful for them their situations their brains and then for some of us it's been another change and another way of getting used to another lifestyle again and especially in like my local community where we all sort of seem to bandy around each other last year everyone's just kind of gone back to their old ways of just everyone being out for themselves and just that kind of like un I don't know I don't know what I can't even put my finger on what the vibe is but it's definitely felt different in that way and I've also felt, I don't know if it was in 2020 where you, we all just felt like we have to crack on, we have to get through this, we have to rally. For me, 2021 has all been like, I just want to sit down and do nothing and s- slow down again and sit and stare into space. And that's what's been hard for me, I think. It's felt like last year was an acceleration and this year has almost been like putting the brakes on, but not in a way that I wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, I really resonate with that. I really resonate with that. Um, And that was something I wanted to talk about today, like the pressures of growing a business. But let's rewind because for anyone who doesn't know your story, you are, you know, an online business, like education specialist, I would say. Um, But you weren't always teaching online business you started out as a personal brand as a blog um as a do I dare say influencer (laughs) so (laughs) the dreaded word (laughs) (laughs) which I like I would be chuffed if someone described me (laughs) but I understand the connotations of it so rewind us back to your to the the beginnings of your like online career really and how that transition was 
yeah, it's been a lot of transitions over this past sort of like six, seven years. But I was a primary school teacher for six to eight years and with training and stuff. And it was sort of towards the middle slash end of my primary teaching career. I started getting into blogs and YouTube and watching these incredible women create these businesses for themselves where they were and it, there wasn't a lot of money in it at the time but it was almost like creating these platforms for themselves where they could have these creative outlets and they could build these communities and make these friends online and I was going for a really tough time in my personal life at the time and I thought oh that's what I want I need a creative outlet I want to get you know my thoughts and feelings and everything out into the world so I started what was originally a lifestyle blog and then I was cheated on for the second time by my ex-partner and had to move out of our home that we shared together very quickly because I couldn't stand to be around him, obvs. Um, and then quickly started, it turned into like a dating relationship blog in terms of like single girl navigating the world of singledom for the, for the first time in however many years and online dating and all that kind of stuff. And that really turned into that creative outlet, which was, I did pretty much use it as therapy when I should have actually been going to therapy, but alas. Um, yeah, and I started to build this community of amazing people who were turning to me for, um, you know, my stories and my observations and following along with my kind of life, as it were. And that's where the kind of influencery stuff started, um, working with brands um, way before I had 10,000 followers, not the stereotypical kind of lifestyle fashion blogger that was seeming to make all the money and stuff at the time. Um, and then after a couple of years of doing that, you know, people in my community who were also wanting to start their own blogs and start their own content creation platforms were coming to me and saying, you know, Vix, like, how have you done that? Like, hopefully in a kind way, uh, how have you done this? You don't have 10,000 followers. You aren't the stereotypical kind of influencer, but you're still managing to get, you know, monetize and get these brand deals and build a community. Can you teach me how to do it? And it was around this time that I decided to leave teaching. And I thought, yeah, I, I don't want to leave teaching because I don't like teaching. I wanted to leave teaching because I didn't like the education system or my head teacher <laughs> and the hours and all the kind of stress that came with it. So when I left, lots of kind of things happened at the same time. Like I couldn't be a dating blogger anymore because I met my now husband and I don't think he wanted me to talk about all of the dates that I was going on when I was just dating him. Um, so I knew I had to change my online presence plus I didn't want to leave teaching fully behind because it was the, my biggest passion and the thing that made me the most kind of happiest um but I had a real passion for helping other people start these online platforms and build communities and create content um who were also not the kind of stereotypical influencer who just wanted to share their passions with everyone so that's when my kind of online business first started to kind of organically build from there as people were coming to me about blogging I was teaching blogging then email marketing then as I started to understand Instagram more and have a better relationship with Instagram it was like can you help me with um doing that as well and then in 2019 I launched my uh, membership grow and glow which was originally for bloggers and influencers learning about how to create content online um, but then that had a pivot in 2020 when suddenly everybody needed their businesses to be online and everybody, air quotes, needed a brand or a personal brand and everybody, air quotes, needed to make content. Um, and yeah, fast forward, here we are. How many members have you got now? Um, last time I checked, I think we're at about 700. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, that was another big change as well, like completely transparently in 2020, we not only had uh, content creators and influencers as members, but we suddenly had all these small businesses, uh, product-based, service-based, um, people that were suddenly wanting to sort of start side hustles. You know, they had their full-time jobs, but they were on furlough. Now's the perfect time to start a side hustle. Um, so we grew from about 500 to 800 members in 2020. Uh, but then in the lockdowns of 20, early 2021, I think that's probably what set me on my spiral of this year, is we lost about 100 to 150 members because people weren't furlough anymore. You know, they had to go back to their full time jobs or they had to make sacrifices in their lives and they couldn't put their own brands and businesses first. Um, so, yeah, we've I think we then went down to maybe about 500, 600 and then we've sort of, yeah, maybe to about 600 and then we've. Built, try to build it back again up this year um 
but that's again how things have changed in 2021 less people have had time to create content to be online as much as they were last year and less time to dedicate to their dreams because they've had to go back to the the old normal (laughs) yeah and like online slash social media slash zoom burnout and all these other things to contend with is so I'm so glad you've said that because that has also been my one of my biggest um I guess challenges in the business this year and I think because memberships are so sexy Mm. (laughs) so trendy and so many clients and women come into my programs and they're like oh like it's so cool that you have a membership I want a membership and let's face it I think a lot of business owners online like information business owners so like someone either coaching or teaching something kind of thinks oh yeah that's a fun like easy way to make money every month and my membership has been like it's it's challenged me and it's it's the best thing I've done and it's also the hardest thing I've done in my business Mm. would you resonate with that yeah definitely I completely resonate with what you're saying about um I think as online business owners especially moving from a corporate job to having your first business you know yourself for the first time it's quite scary to think that you're only going to be based on launches so course launches or service launches you don't know where the next client's coming from where the next student's coming from then you see a membership and you're like oh recurring revenue if I have a membership I've got people paying me every single month I don't it's not a feat you think it's not a feast or famine thing so it does seem like that alluring prospect but with a membership you know it's a community and you as the community leader has to be present and supportive and continually providing value 24 7 365 days a year because you're not in that launch mode where you can you know run your program for six weeks take some time off you know work with a client for 12 weeks take some time off it's all day every day Uh, so I think the kind of sell on memberships you know passive income recurring revenue it's super easy and you just do this and just do that when you're actually in one and you're trying to build it and you're trying to give your members the best experience you can you realize oh yeah it's not as easy as everybody makes out yeah and it's an emotional roller coaster isn't it like I imagine you I know I have done in the past like you think oh shit if someone cancels you're like is it not good enough like Mm -hmm. you know and you really have to battle with your own stuff don't you yeah like your own your own insecurities I think yeah and I think memberships as well from a a person point of view we have tons of lurkers and I used to take that really personally they're not engaged they hate it they're just they're just here they just they're not interested in it and take it really to heart but I've come to learn that actually you know an online membership is similar to a gym membership in that you would happily let your direct debit roll out for as many months and you actually feel a boost just by being a member sometimes you don't have to get involved you don't have to be engaged with it to still feel the benefit of it because you feel like you're still doing something even though come on you're not please come and join my monthly calls that I put on for you Uh, for that person it still feels like that easy kind of win um and yeah yeah it's 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 oh gosh <laughs> it's like I completely resonate with what you said it's the best thing I've done but it's definitely the hardest thing I've done not to take things personally not to be offended if somebody leaves and think it's all my fault um but to just ensure that you've created a promise you're delivering on that promise month in month out and you try as hard as you can to support people, facilitate people and engage people, but it's never going to be the same as investing in, you know, a, a six month mastermind where you've invested a lot of money. And if you don't put the effort in, if you don't engage in, you're not going to get anything out. A membership is much easier for people to just sort of consume and pop in and pop out as and when they need it. But it's it's not your fault. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I did a really great survey with my members this year and I was just like I just 
was like please be honest like please Mm. be brutally honest please tell me what is missing please tell me what you don't like please tell me what you want more of um and some of the responses I got back were so helpful Mm. Um, and just on that note of people being inside and lurking one woman one woman put like a little note at the end and just said just so you know I'm not always at the calls but I feel so supported even just knowing it's there Mm -hmm. and that really made me smile and yeah I think there's something in that isn't there of like allowing yourself to you 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 deal with your like personal (laughs) insecurity a bit but then you have to step into that like CEO heart and think is like how can I deliver the best experience Mm. and like what what can I learn from my community what Mm -hmm. they want I think Mm -hmm. that's been my biggest lesson of 2021 is like Mm. it's not about me yeah not about me thinking oh like am I not good enough because someone's cancelled no it's about them and it's Mm -hmm. about asking the members who are engaged what's your favorite bit Mm -hmm. what do you hate what's shit what's great Mm -hmm. (laughs) give it to me yeah 100 and actually we did a big project in 2020 because I worked with a a, like a membership consultant and we did these big surveys and we let them be kind of anonymous if they wanted to and all that kind of stuff and what opened my eyes was a lot of my questions were about would you like us to add this would you like us to add that what more could you have what more could you have as a member and we had so many responses that were actually just like it's actually quite overwhelming you've actually got too many resources too many trainings too many calls too many this this that and the other I don't know where to start I don't know what to do next and when we send out our exit surveys why are you leaving the membership the biggest I mean there were three main reasons don't have the time can't afford it and the last one was um, too overwhelmed um I, I always feel like I'm behind and when people give you time and money objections it that just means it's not their priority and you can't um you know you can't tell people oh you actually do have time or you actually can afford it you know that's that's none of your business it they're just telling you your membership is not my priority but what you can action is when people say I'm too overwhelmed I don't know where to start I don't know what to do next and we realized we've been building this membership for two well a year and a half at this point um or maybe even like a year when did I launch it 2018 not 2019 so yeah coming up for two years we'd had and we were just packing so much in and because of everybody being at home in 2020, what I wanted to do was support people even more. So I added more calls in, more resources, more workshops, bonus this, bonus that, because I wanted to be more and help more and more. But what we were hearing in the survey was actually, I don't need more, I need less. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I've got so many options and so many things that I need to do. And sorry, your membership is not top of my list. Feeding my family is, spending time in outside and going to a yoga class like these are my priorities and at this rate I can be engaged and I can come in and I can commit to it but now you're adding all this stuff in I just feel like I'm behind I feel like I'm missing out and that was the big shock for me because in my mind I was equating value with more but what our members were equating value with was enough so we've then done this like whole project in this last sort of mid 2020 to sort of September of stripping it all back of taking it right back to basics and making it again more manageable for people because like you said there's so much content fatigue and zoom fatigue last year when all you were doing was sat at home because you literally could not leave the house it was easy to jump on four zooms a week and co-work and chat and that was your connection with the outside world but how everything's changed again in 2021, people just don't have the capacity to do that mentally, emotionally, time-wise. Um, so yeah, we had to go and, and strip it all back and, and say to people, look, come back in. It's not overwhelming anymore. <laughs> it's, it's accessible for you now. So that was a huge learning journey. And it's something that I've taken on into my other areas of business and um, you know, content creation. It's actually 2021, people want less. They need less. They need to be underwhelmed, not overwhelmed. Yeah, quality over quantity. I Mm. I was going to say that because I think so many business owners listening will have come up against that. 
I've had clients say like, oh, well, I want to raise my prices. So I was thinking of adding this mm-hmm. and it's like this permission, the need like to give more, to receive more back or they mm-hmm. need to give more to grow. Mm-hmm. And that isn't always the case. No, definitely not. I think we, I think we, and I don't know if it's a, a, a female thing as well, where we're, we're such, you know, generalizing, but very nurturing, very giving as, as women. And we always want to do our best and be the nice person who gives everything because we're such give, you know, that kind of vibe. Um, and then there's also that coinciding and holding hands with shame around asking for money. And we often feel as, you know, business owners, people in my community, myself, I've been there as well, is that I need to give you my left kidney, the blood of my firstborn and 72 hours a day of my time for it to be worth how much you're paying me. And it is that it's coupled with that. And then it's also being in the online business space where you kind of think to yourself, there are only a few ways that things are done, air quotes done. And I have to do it in the same way that all of these other people are doing it because that's the blueprint and that's and we forget that actually that might not work for us um and it doesn't mean that we're less or that we're not as good as because we we need to offer less and we want to be more scaled and streamlined because we don't want to offer 17 bonuses for for free (laughs) um and like you said it's that permission slip to say to yourself you know I don't need to do more 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 to prove that I am enough 100% what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you see your like the people who come you know when people come to you and ask I know you get a shit ton of questions (laughs) in your dms when you put a question box up you probably get flooded with so many questions what are the biggest um like people are talking a lot about red flags and stuff at the moment Mm. aren't they what are the biggest like mistakes you see or like you know the moments where you're like oh you're kind of missing the point Mm -hmm. like you're Mm -hmm. missing the mark here you focused on this and you should be looking at this Mm -hmm. what comes up for you Mm -hmm. there's two things that just came up for me there the first is um what I see is a lot of uh coming from a place of people starting a business coming from a place of scarcity um I need to have 50 clients And because I need to have 50 clients, I need my product or service to appeal to everyone. Um, Because if I say that actually I only want to appeal to this small section of people, I'm not going to get enough clients. That can't come in from it from that scarcity point of view. And, you know, they come to me with their I've got this business and I say, "Okay, who's it for? What problem does it solve? What desire does it fulfill? And they start talking generally, oh, well, it's anyone can buy this. Anyone could have this, any type of business. This is for every type of business owner. And there's resistance when I try to say, no, you need to actually understand where your person, who you, who you want to work with or who you want to buy from you is. Like, where are they on their journey to getting to know you? Where are they on their you know, scale from they have this huge problem to it's solved. Are they right at the beginning? Are they nearly there? Like you have to dig into those things. And that's scary to a lot of people because they feel like it's limiting. Um, the, the whole chatting, you know, on social media around find your niche and all that kind of, there's a lot of people that find it very, very limiting to uh, only say they're going to work with a certain type of person or do a certain type of service or, you know, but in my experience and all the clients that I've worked with, is that when whether it happens straight away or whether they resist me for a long time and then eventually they get to the point where they go actually okay yeah no I know the direction I need to go in now that is always the start of them flying because it just makes so much more sense to them and it's so much easier to do everything in your business when you're super super clear on the direction so I think that's definitely the first one I don't know if you experienced that with any of your clients previously before um (laughs) yeah Yeah, and um kind of especially with because I you know naturally end up attracting and kind of mentoring new coaches I think in the coaching realm this is so such a pain point for people because a lot of new coaches are looking out on Instagram and thinking 
like they're questioning themselves and what they really want to do and I guess their niche isn't coming from that place of like who do I want to serve like what lights me up the most Mm -hmm. to to coach on Mm -hmm. and they're kind of looking at oh well what's a quote-unquote good niche like Mm -hmm. or what's what's trendy this Mm. trend of like um focusing on certain topics that are kind of quote-unquote easier to Mm -hmm. grow in like it's easier to grow on Instagram if you're super spiritual or it's Mm -hmm. easier to grow on Instagram if you talk about manifestation or Mm -hmm. it's easy to get clients if you're a coach for other coaches and it's like this Mm -hmm. weird ecosystem (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's like it's it's a real um it's a real battle for new business yeah definitely and I think you hit the nail on the head there where you people want the easy route and the easy route is to say I'm for everyone I'm super generalistic and um you know here it is wide open that's often people perceive that to be easier and they will be able to get started more quickly because the pool of possible clients is much bigger but actually it's not easy and the second point that I was going to say when the mistakes that are making is that I often get people who I don't know how how to say it but it's what they want versus what they need is often very different or what they think they want versus what they really want when you really dig down the deeper layers is very different and what I often find is I could sit and tell you the exact blueprint to build a personal brand the exact blueprint to grow your Instagram to x metaphors the exact blueprint to start a business but that's not what you need what you want is somebody to do it for you you need somebody to tell you what caption to write, tell you what picture to take, tell you what to call your brand, tell you what niche to have, because you're not fully connected to your own mission and values. You just want somebody to say, this is the easy route. This is the quick route. This is the, you know, best niche to go in. And this is the reel that's going to shoot you to viral fame. Do that because you're you know, and this is not everyone, this is, you know, just a handful of people, but that is the mistake I see those handful of people making is that they're almost coming to online business for the wrong reasons. And I'm not going to gatekeep online business, you know, people, I want it to be accessible. I want people to have a dream of having their own business and, you know, try and realize that dream. But some people I find start an online business because they want an online business and they don't care how it looks, what it looks like, what niche it is, what, whatever it is, as long as it's going to get them to having an online business super quickly, the easy route. Um, and then some people come at it from, I have this passion, I have this purpose, I have this mission. How can I build a business around this? And I find that those are the people that tend to go the furthest and find the more sustainable business routes, because whatever challenge is thrown at you, whatever kind of happens, you can always go back to that mission and that purpose. Whereas those people who, like you said, I'm going to do this niche because it's trendy right now. Well, when it stops being trendy, what do they have to go back to? That that core mission and core purpose just isn't there. So that is definitely a mistake. It's, it's trying to fit yourself into the box of what's profitable, what's trendy, what's quick, rather than your you know make your own box around what's authentic to you and what's mission driven by you because that is going to be the thing that lasts you a year five years 10 years 20 years yeah yeah and when you build that level of engagement passion community like you can pivot anyway yeah 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 because it's always true to who you are as a person and true to who you are in your values and I think when everything is value-led and purpose-led the actual how it looks you know what it is and how it looks it doesn't really matter because it will always be aligned with your bigger purpose and and that's why it's not limiting you know when I say to people if you choose you know what don't choose a niche go back to your passion what is the thing that you want to do and who is the type of person that you want to work with what does your dream day and week in your life in this business look like um because when you tap into those things you know you may start myself as a dating blogger and then go actually my core thing is teaching I never want to lose teaching so how can I pivot and how can I include more of that and then go down that line and go well how can I do more of that again and it might be another pivot or it might be you know carrying on but it's still the same purpose in the beginning yeah 
luck I, I do think that lots of online business owners are being more aware or they maybe experience that kind of hitting that ceiling of like a few months down the line a year down the line and they've they followed the blueprints, they followed the frameworks, they followed, you know, they've carbon copied somebody else's business and then they get to that point and they're like, ah, I can't do this anymore. You know, a challenge has come in the way and because it's not built on that solid foundation, they're then just like, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah, so important. Something I was thinking about then when you were talking about kind of looking to someone else to tell you what to do, um it really remind it really reminded me of I guess a mistake that I see which is and I know you come up against this a lot with people like outsourcing um responsibility for the growth of their business with social media the algorithm like people aren't seeing my posts um I can't have the link on stories and all the, that everyone mm. has it now but you know it kind of feels like a lot of people and we've all you know we've all been there like we've all indulged in that like victim mentality of like mm-hmm. well if only I had this if only the algorithm hadn't fucked me mm-hmm. then I'd be a millionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think something that I really appreciate about you is your brutal honesty with like focusing on that focusing on that purpose and value and quality of what you're putting out Mm. so many people are looking towards the hacks the tools the Mm -hmm. viral reel but they're not actually looking at their content strategy and Mm. thinking am I actually making a difference here am I Mm -hmm. actually am I actually testing new styles am I actually looking at my insights and am I actually create and I'm gonna ask a really brutal question like am I actually creating really good content or am mm-hmm. I creating average content mm-hmm. I've totally yeah. called myself out on that one before. <laughs> I think we all need to and it's all about being self-reflective and this is something I've, I've been saying for the two years I said it at the very first Grow and Glow event it used to be called Exciting Emails back in 2018 and my saying is always you can't hashtag a turd you know like you say you can't polish a turd you can't hashtag a turd. And I mean that in the most kindness and lovingest way, because I am the most self-reflective person. The most, I am the biggest person who will turn around and go, that was a pile of wank. I should not have put that out. That was shite. And I think I can do that because I trust myself. I trust myself that if I put something out and it's rubbish, the thing was rubbish. I'm not rubbish. I trust myself in that if somebody came along and said by the way you need to use seven hashtags on every post I trust myself to go I'm going to use 15 or one if I want to I'm going to do whatever I want to do bugger off (laughs) I have that trust in myself that I know what I'm doing but I find that often you know a lot of people don't have that trust in themselves yet and haven't built their mindset to that place yet where they do just want to be told every tip trick hack because it means you don't have to self-reflect You don't have to look at your content and go, actually, is that a turd? Because by doing that, you're going to be down on yourself. And by your hashtag, uh, your content being a turd, it means you're a turd. And that's what I want people to realize is that the second you separate you from your content is the second you're going to have a much better experience of building your business online. But that's not what enough people do do or can do is separate themselves from their brand from their business from their content and what that means is is that when engagement goes down you feel down and when engagement goes up you feel like the best thing since sliced bread and then when your business revenue goes down it means you as a person are failing but when your business revenue goes up it means you're the best business person in the world you know and online business algorithms social media it's always going to change we've seen it over the last few years this absolute roller coaster that we've all been on if you're, you know, it's that difference of you can stand back and look at that roller coaster and go, Whew, that looks exciting, that looks fun, but I'm here eating my hot dog at the fairground and cracking on with what I need to crack on with, or you can sit on that roller coaster and never get off. And that's where I think, you know, I wish I could shake people sometimes because this is this is only a revelation revelation I've had in 
2020. Like it's very, very recent for me because I did the exact same thing. I swear, if my post got a hundred less likes than I was used to, my day would be a write-off because I was so closely tied to what that meant. Going back to what we we're saying about our members, if one member left, my day would be a write-off. Everyone hates me. I'm the worst ever, you know. And it was in 2020 where I had a situation that happened in my life. And luckily at the time I was being coached by a brilliant coach that I just said, fuck it. Like content is not me. My business is not me. Fuck it. If I, you know, nothing in the world is, you know, as bad as what is going on. So if I get hundred less likes than usual, fuck it. And after a while of, of practicing what I preached there around separating myself from my content, from my business, that's what changed the game for me. That's what meant I could show up more than I was showing up, could be consistent, keep plowing ahead. Because if something was thrown in my way, it didn't tell me anything about myself. It was just data, you know, to work with, to analyze, to tweak. And yeah, I just wish uh, um, other people could have that same realization. I wish I could just go up to people and shake them and be like, you are not your content. Your engagement does not reflect on you as a person. Yeah, but Don't let the social- algorithm ruin your day. <laughs> but social media has been built like that. It's nobody's fault. You know, that the, these apps are literally built to make you feel poo about yourself because the worse you feel about yourself, the more you're going to be chasing the high on these apps and the more you're going to spend time on the apps so it's nobody's fault that we've been made to feel like this it is the those businesses faults but we have to take autonomy and like you said a bit earlier about you know sitting in that kind of victim mentality mentality is it's it's comfortable there it's comfortable there with everybody together saying oh mark zuckerberg's the devil and we hate this app and you know, oh gosh, don't have that link sticker. Isn't it so annoying for all of us that we don't have this link? Oh, that's the comfortable and easy place to sit um, because it is, it's safe. You know, you're not having to confront your strategy, yourself, you know, all these bigger things. Um, but we all need to, <laughs> we all need to. And again, like you're focusing on yourself rather than who you're actually here to help. Mm, yeah. and like that's the other biggest shift for me as well is that when I was I always felt uncomfortable building this like personal brand and it being so personal to myself at the beginning so when I got with my boyfriend who's now my husband and I said to myself oh I don't have to put as much out there anymore I can I can have a bit of separation from from me and what I'm putting out online that taster then was just like oh yeah it actually feels better when it's about them and not about me actually feels better when I'm helping others and it's not and it took me back to my teaching days like I if I was in the foulest mood you know I'd been ghosted by somebody that I was dating and I had the worst period pains I couldn't step into a classroom of 30 children and say you get on with it I'm just going to sit here and be in a bad mood I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to eat chocolate while you do your maths work I couldn't be about me I had to be about them and having that taste again of like, oh, this is what business feels like when you're not making it all about you and, and introducing more and more of that. Of it's not it's not about me. It's about them. It's about them. It just turned into something that I was way more comfortable with, felt way more um, aligned with and just took everything a lot less personally. Yeah. What have been some of the biggest like growing pains of scaling this business because you know you've had like you said some pretty epic like launches and intakes and growth spikes over the past couple years and obviously going from personal brand to like online education platform you have like a full team you manage that team you presumably you work with freelancers like that kind of that that always feels and has felt to me like putting on a new bigger pair of shoes Mm. what have those like what have some of those growing pains and challenges looked like for you yeah you know what it's I got into this at the beginning as a creative outlet and to be creative and to create content and just wanted to create content and I'm a content creator and I'm super super creative but as it grows you have to step more into that like CEO 
style thing where you're having to deal with team and finances and taxes and 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 don't even speak to me about those three letters um you know you have to start dealing with those things and that's not what you got into it for the first place um, you, I got into it to be creative, to build a community, to chat with people all day long and to help people and to teach and all these fun things. But you, what, I'm quite lucky in that I've never let the, um, the working in my business take over the working on. I've always had very strict boundaries around that. I'm a very, like I said, very self-reflective person. If there's something that's bringing me misery, I will outsource it if the, you know so that I can focus more on the joy and I brought on team way before the business was financially ready what you know way 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 before because going back to my mission my values is that I did not leave teaching 70 hours a week to work in my business 70 hours a week I left teaching because I wanted more time to focus on my personal development being kinder to myself and looking after myself and that does not look like still working 70 hours a week. So I prioritized high profit margins, making loads of money for keeping my time and, you know, yeah, safeguarding that, that time. So that has been a growing pain in being strong with that and saying, right, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is what I'm good at. So I will continue to do this. This is what I'm rubbish at. So I need help with it. Um, and then yeah juggling that with those kind of CEO responsibilities of all the non-fun stuff um but you know they are integral to running a business when you get to you know where you want to be I think that I I have to battle this with myself every day because I sometimes sit there and go I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do my accounts I'm not going to send them to my accountant I'm not going to print off these statements this is not what I got into business for but then I have to have a word with myself and say, you know, you've got it pretty good. You're very happy in what you're doing right now. This, this is the beyond the business that you ever dreamed of. Suck it up and spend 20 minutes doing your bloody paperwork. <laughs> um, but yeah, how about you? What have you found? Yeah, I think I totally resonate with like, I'm always a big fan of investing before you invest in for the result that you want in the future. Mm. So this year has looked like reinvesting a shit load of money mm-hmm. into outsourcing and coaching. Um, Cause every coach needs a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every coach needs someone else to like pull them up to the next level. Um, so yeah, that, you know, I think, it's funny because the shiny milestones are great and exciting, but it's like the lifestyle, the lifestyle is the same, you know, the, mm-hmm. my salary is the same. In fact, like sometimes it's less because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to, I want to leave more money in the business this month. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that short, I guess it's like that short term sacrifice of, yeah, you know, we're not, like swimming in profit this year because Mm -hmm. we're investing now so that we can scale even Mm -hmm. more in 2022 and beyond Mm -hmm. yeah and it's putting like in the infrastructure to have your business the way you want it you know if the trade-off for me is you know um you know you have to do xyz role in your business but you get to keep an extra thousand pounds a month well I trade that off to say this is going to take me so much time plus it's not what I'm strong at I'd rather give away that thousand pounds a month um or you know if we want to get to the next level of where we are we need to get people in who are prepared for that for when it comes because then that will help us get there so I yeah I completely agree with like invest and it is not always possible but and you know I've worked with other business owners as well who are the opposite who have you know they've got their business and they do want or need that money the profit because they want to pay themselves and have you know big juicy bonuses and all of those things and they don't mind working 70 hours a week in their business they don't mind doing every single role and everything if it cuts cost on outsourcing um, because for that that trade-off they get all of that extra money and you know neither method of kind of scaling is is wrong it's just what comes down again to your 
values and mission and and where you want to be um but yeah I think and I think that's another thing with online business is that a lot of the times people only share the sexy of the money and the lifestyle and how you get to go on holiday seven times a week and (laughs) have all of these like lovely things and you don't always necessarily share the the downsides or they're not even really downsides but the trade trade-offs or the tricky moments or the yeah I got to have this but it came with xyz um and I think that that then for people new to online business go well I'm going to be making so much profit and I'm going to have so much time and I'm going to have all of these things and they think that that's something that happens overnight because of all of these overnight successes but actually um you know scaling is is literally a scale it's a needle moving a little point every single time it's not you going from zero to a hundred you know yeah um and that's not really spoken about as much yeah definitely and I think at every stage everyone like at least every you know business owner in it for the right reasons which is everyone listening to this podcast pretty much and definitely you know lots and lots of people in your community as well everyone is hum like I think if you've got that humble mentality of I can learn something from someone else you know I can continue to improve I can continue to look at what I can do better and what's next I think that beginner's mindset is really important like I'm Mm. I've just invested in a mastermind for next year and I'm so excited to be that student to be that like mentee to be that Mm -hmm. client who's just sat there like please just tell me like just share as much as you can because I'm like a sponge Mm. (laughs) yeah and you've got I think you've got to have that like I feel like I'm only just getting started Mm -hmm. so I just feel like every day is like I'm trying to treat it as day one mm-hmm. you know, and start from that yeah every day I'm at every day I'm like adding to the to the energetic bank account mm-hmm. of where this business is headed over the next yeah. five ten twenty years yeah no I love that and it is about that humility and I think sometimes as well in this online business space people always see it as like an all or nothing thing you either have to invest all your money and work with non-stop coaches and non-stop education or you figure it out yourself and you pull up your bootstraps and you don't care if it takes you 10 years rather than one year you're gonna you know nobly figure it out yourself and oftentimes those two kind of camps can judge one another like oh why would you do something in 10 years when you could just invest in a course or in a coach and you can learn it in three months and then those people say you know why are you outsourcing all of your education to why aren't you trying to at least figure out some of it yourself but there is a middle ground you know and there's so much all or nothing in this online business space there is a middle ground you can take you know the air quotes messy action and give something to go and try something and see what you like and see what you don't like see what you're good at see what you're not good at and then say okay I'm going to invest in xyz to take me to that next level you can do your first lot of branding on Canva and buy a website template from Etsy and bosh it all together and and do okay for a a good amount of time and then you can say right I'm at a stage now where I want to invest in a proper designer and a proper strategist it doesn't always have to be the all or nothing and it's not always that one person's right and one person's not again that's where it comes down to your own values I value education so much Uh, it's it's my favorite thing if I could go back to uni and do a criminology degree then a psychology degree then a learning design degree and then a list degree I would do it because I love learning so much I'm always like you said always have a coach always working with somebody to to work on what's my next step what's my next step um but for some people they don't value that they value you know like I said pulling up your bootstraps and cracking on well cool like you do you because I'll do me and we're not comparing we're not seeing who's getting somewhere quicker and you did it that way and that's worse than me doing it that way it's just this is what I feel is right for me and my business and that's what I'm going to do again it goes back to trusting yourself and knowing what's right for you and not investing in a coach because somebody else has invested in a coach or not bootstrapping it because everybody else in your community is bootstrapping it it's listening to your own yeah guide on that I suppose 
yeah and a big part of that I think is putting like shutting out a lot of noise because mm. it's so easy to get caught up in your industry and what everyone says and who everyone's working with and mm-hmm. you know the the mindsets like there are definitely communities on Instagram like some of them are all about like 10k months mm-hmm. um six figure launch like all of that stuff and I like like you probably sit in between in that I totally admire that and I also understand like the realities of it but then there are mm-hmm. these other communities that would look at that and be like oh like what about your profit margin have you really made 10 it's 10k in mm-hmm. the bank and like I know we had um a clubhouse conversation about that a few months ago mm. didn't we so I just think if you're constantly looking outside of yourself and your business then you are gonna fall into these traps of like comparison or maybe even judgment or mm-hmm. you know jealousy like envy or kind of just pointing fingers mm-hmm rather than just thinking of like well what what do I want to do like what feels good for me Mm. yeah 100% like when I've worked with influencers previously who came to me in one sort of mindset and through working together left in another mindset but when they came to me it was very much they knew more about what other influencers were posting and more about what other brand deals other influencers had than what brand deals they wanted to work for and what content they should be posting and like what their community actually wanted from them yeah yeah exactly and that just goes back to you know setting your goals setting your milestones setting your own version of success I've always said I value a 10 hour I'd rather have a 10 hour month than a 10k month um that's not to say I'm right and that 10k month is wrong not to say that I don't want both of course I would like both yes I would like both delicious (laughs) yeah I'd like that and that's not wrong either but that's me working towards that that person might be walking to a 10k month that person might be working towards a a 10 hour month but I'm working to both and I know in my business to get to both I need to do x I need to do y I need to maintain this and start that and that's all I focus on you know I don't you know whisper whisper oh did you hear so and so have they got have they they said they've got a 10k month I wonder where that come from but I don't give a shit (laughs) I care about my my months and my hours and and my people and um yeah it's 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 hard because again it's it's easier to sit in that space of well this person's doing that and this person's doing that and you feel like them doing that is uh, is a negative on you And it's a reflection on you because it's easier to sit in that space than say, forget everyone else. Here's my goal and here's how I'm going to work towards it. Um, But I just I wish for everyone that they could get to that point, you know, Um, but it's not easy and it's it's not our faults. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you might need to like log out of Instagram for the weekend to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like spend some time, spend some time by yourself yeah and learning about yourself as well you know I have I I always feel for people that come to me who feel so strongly anti-social media but who do not feel like they have the autonomy to switch off you know I I saw something that's kind of hilarious the other day and you know all of these kind of like leaked papers that have come out about Facebook there was a thread under a news article that's saying you know leaked papers about Facebook thousands of comments I hate Facebook I wish it would be deleted they should close Facebook but they were commenting on Facebook what it blows my mind you know I get messages from people that are so and I hate Instagram it makes me feel like shit leave you are you don't have to be here you know if you were in a real life situation if you were in a job I don't know if you're in a (laughs) job and you hate it so 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 much you're like in a cafe like if you're in a cafe I'm in a cafe <laughs> and somebody and you didn't like the vibe and it people there was somebody there was who's really annoying it was really making you feel rubbish you would leave you would get up and go to another cafe but, but we feel so beholden to these apps again it's not our fault that's how it's been built um that we don't leave we don't take that time off we don't 
go away and, and take a few days out to get our heads straight um, because we're, t- we're too afraid. And again, it's not our fault. It's how these apps have been designed to make us feel this way. And again, it's not trusting yourself and it's not trusting yourself to have that autonomy and it's not trusting yourself that you, if you have the right idea for the business, the right product, the right service, the right mission, the right message, you will make it with a link up, with a link sticker or without a link sticker because the foundation is good and you've got it. Um, and you'll make it without Instagram, you'll make it without Facebook. You, you can do it, <laughs> but not enough of us trust that we can do that you know we'd we're we're too afraid to try it because it is living scary to think you know everybody else is doing it this way if I try and do it that way I'm going to fail because this is what success looks like it is scary yeah yeah it really is I was just struggling to myself thinking about someone being in a cafe and saying I hate this cafe I don't want to be here I wish this cafe would get shut down (laughs) and the cafe owner just like okay go there yeah yeah and it and it is wild how the best like per real life analogy (laughs) yeah and it's wild how these apps have made us feel like that you know it's 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 not good we but we do have the autonomy to make our own decisions around that and we do have the autonomy to decide do I want to have a good relationship with this app on my phone or do I want to let it rule my entire life like we can make that choice for ourselves um it's very very hard to make that choice but we we can yeah I think that's a great point to end on and head into the quick round so these are the quickie questions I ask every guest at the end of the podcast so the first question is what is one message or action you want someone to take after listening to this episode oh good one I think because we've spoken a lot about um your core mission your core purpose I think it's to go away and actually reflect on that and think what am I do- why am I on Instagram why have I started this business who is it for what is it all for and connect back with that and whether you want to stick it on like your wallpaper you want to have a big message in your office that says it have that mission purpose recorded somewhere so that whenever you feel like the algorithm is out to get me or I'm never going to be as successful as that other person you can look back at that and go ah I'm not doing it for the algorithm. I'm not doing it for that other person. This is what I'm doing it for. And you can put yourself back on track. Mm, love it. What is one goal that you are working on right now? Oh, good one. Um, what I'm working on right now is a bit of a, a restructuring of the entire business because I didn't, I don't <laughs> want to have just, it's just a small a, goal. Just a small one. It's actually, I mean, we've it's been a whole year coming, but, and I feel like I'm nearly there, but I was battling a lot with, what is Grow With Vix? What is Grow and Glow? How are they different? How are they the same? Where do I want my brand to be in five years? Where do I want Grow and Glow? So I feel like we're, we're there and I've kind of realized that I'm not going to just be a one business person. You know, I've got my Ruby and Olive, my product-based um, pet business that I'm really passionate about. I've got Grow and Glow, which I love to death and have so many ideas and dreams for. But then there's like another side of things that I want to explore as well, really connecting even more with my teaching days and helping online educators with their the teaching of their programs. Um, so it's been restructuring kind of my brand from rather than just like Instagram, Instagram, Instagram is I'm I'm a founder of a three kind of arms to my business. So I'm just working through that um, repositioning at the moment. So my goal is to get that all sorted and settled in my head by the end of the year so that starting in uh, 2022 um, I can organize and set goals for each of these three different arms and yeah feel a bit more on top of things. Mm, Very exciting. A resource that you are loving right now? Oh I it's been a fairly new-ish discovery for me but um, I have a, a very you know, my brain can be a bit scattered sometimes and I'm quite a visual person. I, I need things to be um, displayed in a way that helps and works for my brain. And I use a, a tool called Creately and it's like an online, almost like a whiteboard. And you can have flow charts and you can have shapes and you can have post-it notes. And it's a way for me to organise my structures and systems and processes 
um, in like a visual mind mappy kind of way. So I've been using that for the last few months to kind of map out client on like member onboarding to map out offboarding and then also to map out bigger structures it's just so many different ways you can use it so if you two have one of those brains that prefers things to be like very visual and like you're moving things around so it's very tactile as well and um, but you don't want like reams and reams of paper hanging around everywhere then creately is a good one mm, I'm gonna check that out um and the last question is a fill in the blank and it is putting myself first means Mm. putting myself first means always checking in on how I feel every day and adjusting from there and if things are feeling hard making it feel easier if things are feeling like they're getting me down how can I make them more joyful but just being putting myself first means being in tune with myself Mm, love that thanks so much Vix such a an honest and really insightful conversation and I have loved it so thank Yay, you me too thank you for having me you're so welcome so shout yourself out if you know anyone's listening where can they go to connect with you to find out more about working with you websites social all that good stuff thank you yeah my websites are kind of we won't mention those right now they're a bit all over the place but okay. you can find me on instagram at vix meldrew you can find grow and glow at growglow.co and their website is fantastic it's growglow.co uh if you want to if you have a pet and you want to shop more sustainably for your pet you can come to at ruby olive uk on instagram or ruby and olive.co.uk um so yeah all, all of the things going on um at the moment the only way to work with me around instagram is via the grow and glow membership Um, But if you are a coach and online educator who is running online programs and you're more interested in learning about um, the design of them, the structure of them and how to teach them better, then come and drop me a message on at Vix Meldrew because I'm doing stuff on my close friend stories. Perfect. Thank you. And if anyone is listening, um, thank you so much for listening. And we always love it if you screenshot your podcast, tag us in your stories um so we can know that you've enjoyed this one if you are here at the end of the episode i am sending you so much love and gratitude for spending your time listening to the podcast this week make sure you're subscribed and following in your podcast app so you don't miss the next one i would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from this episode with me on social media so if you're over on instagram please tag me in your stories at cat underscore horrocks or just send me a DM. And if you agree that the impact and message behind the Put Yourself First podcast needs to be spread far and wide, please rate and review Put Yourself First in Apple Podcasts and share this episode on to a friend. To discover more about the Put Yourself First community, including how we can work together, head to cathorrocks.com or if you're on the go, check out the show notes for the links that you'll need. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to put yourself first.